0: Golden Spiral Media presents Chester's Mill Gazette, an Under the
1: Dome podcast. Hey, Domeheads, it's time. Doug and Karen are ready to deliver the latest issue of Chester's Mill Gazette
0: and share their thoughts on this week's episode of Under the Dome.
1: Are you ready? Here are your hosts, Doug and Karen.
0: Hello again. Thanks for reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. Reporting from the earthquake in Chester's Mill and working with the U.S. Geological Survey, I'm Doug Payton.
1: And I'm Domo Cooling Weather Technician, Karen Lindsay. We hope we didn't hit your door with this paper, right? (laughs) No! We're hot off the presses with this issue for Season 2, Episode 10. The fall. Ooh. What a double meaning, right? Absolutely. Triple meaning.
0: We'll hit on a few of those.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: On our masthead, we are published by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome. Yes, go there for all our back issues. You can subscribe. Now, this is cool. You can subscribe in iTunes to any GSM podcast by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes. And it will magically run iTunes if you've got it. And it will go to a page in there that shows all the Golden Spiral Media podcasts. It is fantastic. There's a bunch of stuff there, <clears throat> and if you don't want to have to sign up for a whole bunch of different podcasts, there is an all-inclusive feed that gets, gets you everything, including yeah, it, the Gazette.
1: Doug, it's not magical.
0: It is to me. I'm you know, <laughs> okay.
1: it it just has a code that opens iTunes. Oh
0: well, you know, it's, it's
1: awesome poof, though. Yes, it is awesome.
0: And you can, uh, if you go to our our website, goldenspiralmedia.com slash doom, you can buy the book. It's actually apparently split into two books these days now. There's a you know Under the Dome Part One, and Under the Dome Part Two. Hmm. You, yeah, and I noticed that today. I was like, oh, I, I, is there a sequel? No, it's just been split up. Interesting. You can buy the season 1 DVDs or you can pre-order season 2 at Amazon from there and a portion of the price a sliver of a go, sliver of it will go to support the podcast.
1: But you don't pay any more. No. Before.
0: No, absolutely not. See, that's magic too.
1: That's yes, it is.
0: And there's also a link to our Patreon site. You can contribute to Golden Spiral Media to help uh, offset some of the costs for all the different things that are going on, hosting and websites and all this stuff. Um, and depending on the level that you support, uh, you get some nifty little bonuses. So check that out. Uh, the writers of this episode, The Fall, were Alexander McNally and Mark Linen Bruner or Linehan, something like that. Mark Linehan Leinen Bruner. Linen. I don't know.
1: I don't know either.
0: And the director was Eric LaSalle. Yes, you ER watchers, that Eric LaSalle.
1: That's right. You know, that's the trouble with the Internet. You see a name over and over and over again, and you just never know how it's pronounced. It's Dull very text. awkward. Yeah. And those, yeah
0: and, and those of us who are doing audio still can't get it right. Thank you.
1: I know. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you do
0: that. All right. Let's get into some of our wonderful headlines for this edition.
1: It's a good thing I type fast. Yes. Um, our ratings. Did you uh, learn for... on a typewriter? I did. So did I. Didn't we do this last week with Uh, the select? We may
0: have. That's true. Way back in the day. Okay. (laughs) Enough of the old jokes.
1: It's true. I am old, though. Um, So the ratings for this week, it was real ratings this week because no Emmys. Mm -hmm. Um, We had hit fix ratings among adults 18 to 49. NBC and Fox both averaged a 1.6 rating for Monday night. In the key demographic, ABC was third with a 1.1 key demo rating, followed by CBS's 1.0 key demo rating. So CBS came in last. Uh, Overall, though, CBS averaged an estimated 5.37 million viewers and a 3.3 rating, 6 share from Monday primetime, edging out NBC's 2.9 five share, and a 5.14 million viewers. Now,
0: in case you're wondering, wait a minute, (laughs) CBS came in third, but it... Came in ahead of the guy who was in second when right. it comes to, you know, viewers. Well, that's total viewers. They're, when they're talking about that first number, it's the key demographic, that magic 18 right. to 49 or whatever.
1: Right. Which, again, makes me insane. It's, <laughs> you know, 18 to 49 are apparently the it's a it's the money demo. Like no one else spends any money on anything, which. Yeah, oh, bang please. for the buck. Yeah, whatever. Um, Yeah. The, the other people pay money for things, too, but whatever. Um, So, at 10 p.m., Under the Dome averaged 6.29 million viewers to win the 10 p.m. hour. Yay! But in oh. the money demo, it came in second oh. with a 1.2 rating among adults, 18 to 49. Who
0: won this one?
1: American Ninja Warrior. Oh, you, you, you
0: <laughs> never saw that coming.
1: One with a 2.0 key demo rate. Thank you. I hate I hate that show as much as I love ninjas. Having to say that stupid thing every week is getting on my nerves. Um, ninjas can never be Americans and they're not warriors. It's really bugging me. <laughs> yes. So anyway, it sells, um, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, ABC's mistresses came in third in both the demo and the um, million viewers. Uh, it got a three point five four million viewers and a zero point eight key demo rating. For and it was the season finale. Oh,
0: so, so maybe we'll up, we're up against uh, reruns uh, at this point. Maybe we'll do even better. We'll grab Ooh. some of the um, the mistress well, crowd.
1: Well, or maybe we're up against the season premiere. No. Oh. Because it's about that time. I don't know. They might. I, I honestly, I did not look into what it we're up against next week. And I really should have. Um, but it, it might be a rerun. I'm not sure. Here's hoping? I, maybe I should check into that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's we'll have work. that for you
0: next week, readers. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Um, well, of course, we'll have it next week because it will have already happened. Um, TV by the numbers. On CBS, CBS Paul preview earned a zero point eight, down forty three percent from last year's one point four adults eighteen to forty nine rating. Under the Dome scored a series low one point two, down from fourteen percent from last week's one point four adults eighteen to forty nine. Yeah, rating.
0: that's that. I mean, that's yeah. You know, like we said, without we we didn't have the Emmys, and we were still down to one point two, which was kind of odd.
1: It's. American Ninja Warrior had a special. It ran from 9 to 11 p.m.
0: Ah, so we so didn't it, get people changing channels.
1: Right. It held on to its viewers from 9 to 11. Um, and that was the draw. Um, so, but it, it, here's here's the thing is, American Ninja Warrior was on from 9 to 11. I am so tired of saying that. I've said it like five times tonight. Um, A.N.W., was on from 9 to 11 p.m. It got a 1.9 share, which beats Under the Dome's 1.2 share, but it only had 5.76 million viewers, and Under the Dome had 6.29 million viewers. So
0: that's the explanation of the weird numbers, the placings and all that, yeah.
1: Right. Um, Now, we had more viewers, but in the money demo, we had slightly less
0: people. we're 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 still hanging in there, I think.
1: Yeah, we're, oh. it even's out in my opinion. I think a season and,
0: 3 looks uh, still looks good.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get a season 3. And ABC Poor ABC and Mistresses, the season finale just completely fell Bond. flat. Yeah, it, it, I don't see it, it coming back at all. So, oh, sorry, ABC and Mistresses. But we're we're,
0: we're, we're, we're your your losses are gain. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. righty. Well, let's open up the front page here and talk about the episode. Our headline this week, Phil flees, falls flat and feels the force of a fang. Something. Something. <laughs> Something. I uh, I gave this <laughs> I gave this episode a rating of 7.5 things that Phil needs to get off his chest
1: or out of his chest. All right, well,
0: you know, it's going to leave a mark.
1: <laughs> yeah, he needs to get that looked at. We were making jokes about this before we, went, before we started recording. Somebody needs uh, to
0: take a look at that. I don't know if you can get a doctor down there. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it didn't quite move the story along as as much as in, uh, in some past weeks. Uh, I guess we're, kind of, you know, resetting the chess pieces, getting people back under the dome. We've got Hunter back there now. Everybody's kind of back where they need to be. We uh, had a situation where we've kind of, kind of push a reset button where you can't, can't get out anymore. You know, it was all wonderful to have this uh, this little cliff uh, diving uh, exit, but uh, but now we've kind of reset that, and we've kind of set the stage for things to come. We've only got um, I think three episodes left, so it, this is probably just my guess is kind of the launching point for the next uh, the next the final three so I gave it a seven point five what about you?
1: Yeah I go a tiny bit lower not much lower seven and I give it seven secret side discussions um, there seem to be a lot of that like you know hey let's go talk over here <laughs> uh, and you know. People seeing people that they think are apparitions or they are apparitions or, you know, hey, did you say something? No, Um, that sort of thing. Um, Again, with me, it's the it needs to move forward. And it's almost like I feel like they are stretching it out a little bit Hmm. and, and setting it up for this third season when I think they should be clearing up some stuff and i get how they're um, they're closing off this exit. i understand they feel like they need to do that. but i wonder if they could have done something more original than just dropping the egg down there and closing it off. i mean i, I don't want to write the show. Uh, it sounds like i do.
0: <laughs> but we've all got our ideas.
1: yeah. it now what I feel like I'm going, well, what, what, what are they doing? You know, I feel like there's just nothing left now that now I just, you know, I just don't understand. It we anymore. opened
0: a door and then we close it.
1: Right. And I feel like if they hadn't, closed that off there might have been some more interesting things that could have happened like there could have been people that it would let through and people that it wouldn't and you know like if Phil had actually gone through and they would have found out that they wouldn't really let him through and you know it, that might have been an interesting twist and you know just uh, there could have been a million different ways they had gone with that but now it's just closed and there's no egg anymore so I mean, I just hope they come up with something. But to me, I was like, well, wow, that seemed to have really cut off a lot of things. Now they're just stuck there again. Well, let's talk
0: about their being stuck there. Yeah, let's do. It's interesting that uh, I was was really interested in finding out how Jim was going to react. Big Jim was going to react to seeing Pauline again. And he, you know, the obvious... um, that he thought it was an apparition, you know, one of the yep. the dome-inspired uh, nightmares here. But especially uh,
1: since he's seen that three or four times already,
0: he's gotten used to those. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And he and this this, if nothing else, clears up the fact that he really knew or he really believed that she was dead. Right. This was no, this was not some sort of uh, plan that he had or he had discovered the plan or a plan that he had hatched, you know, that sort of thing. This was. This was a real shocker to him. And and he he reacted like I would expect. He he was he was happy about it but then he realized that wait a minute, wait a minute. You you made me believe that you were dead all this time?
1: Right. And he was upset for Junior, which was slightly shocking. Not yes, a lot shocking, but that, slightly.
0: Except that, you know, he, it was interesting. He kind of blamed her. You screwed him up, kind of thing, for, by right. doing that. If you think about it, and when we think about the flashback that Sam had uh, last week, what seemed to be screwing him up was the fact that he was stuck with Big Jim. What screwed him up was oh, okay. not her absence, but his own his presence and only his presence.
1: So you think he was deflecting?
0: Yes, I think he was. So well, it was your fault that he he got screwed up. When I it's think. really, yes, yeah, she did leave, but. He, Junior was left with you, and that's what screwed him up.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good observation.
0: And it was interesting to hear that the Rev had helped set that up.
1: Yeah, that's the first time we've heard about him in a while, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Lester and Lyle, the two people that, I don't know, I'd want them on my side. <laughs> but hey, Whatever.
0: And I don't yeah. think she ever heard uh whatever happened to 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 Coggins. No.
1: She doesn't seem to really care what happened. I to... haven't
0: seen the Rev in a while here. Where is he?
1: Yeah. It? Hey, where is he, by the way? Oh well, I kinda killed him <laughs> by pushing his head up against the dome.
0: And Joe and Nori are uh yeah, getting a little closer here. But A little
1: closer, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: But they discover the eggs missing. This this really was the egg episode. Yeah, we've we've had it here and there, but this was really the episode about the egg and and dealing with it. And um, Melanie and Junior, he of course had had taken it last week to hide it in the storm cellar, and Joe and Ori now discover that it's missing. And you know they don't, I mean, reasonably are kind of freaked out that you know that that it's it's uh, neither of them knows where it is, which is not uh, not something that they are comfortable with.
1: Right. And neither would I be. Um, I, here's what I thought was good about the egg. And this is a huge turnaround for me from last season. I thought that Junior was a psychopath last season. Um, and I still think that part of him is, obviously. But I do understand uh, how he could be that way. Um, I liked that Melanie, her instinct was to trust him with the egg. He, if you notice, the first shot we got of him down in the storm cellar was him lifting up the, I guess it was a toolbox or something with Mm -hmm. the egg in it and just looking at it. And, you know, if it was someone else, they might've thought he was going to do something bad with it, take it away or something. But Melanie was just blase, oh, hi, Junior, sorry to startle you. Um, She knows that he is not going to do anything bad with that egg, and I don't think he would either. Uh, You know, he knows that the egg needs to be treated a certain way. And as much as he might do things bad, as, you know, we were reminded in this episode, Hmm. (laughs) um, I think he Treats that egg in in the way it needs to be treated, if and that makes sense. I,
0: I, I do. He he he. It, well, first of all, Melanie doesn't know him enough to really distrust him. She hasn't seen right. the psycho side of Junior yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially in in making that remark. <laughs> well, they'll think you held me captive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's that
1: that wouldn't be a
0: good idea. No, no.
1: And and he was reminded of that as well. Yes. And that gets rid of one of my nits, too, from this show is that finally something comes up that reminds them that it's only been a week or so since he held her captive down there. And he's reminded of it. The memories are still fresh. Right. So. You know, his past, his very recent past, is coming back to haunt him. Literally. Right. (laughs) And I like that it's actually coming back to remind us, hey, this guy was a psychopath last week. So, yeah, that, you know, finally, we're getting a little bit of that back. And, you know, let's remind us he was keeping her held hostage down there. And it
0: was interesting. What one of the things she said was, "Don't follow your heart."
1: You're gonna want to follow your heart, yeah, yeah. That was very interesting.
0: Oh, did she say you're going to want to, or?
1: And then don't.
0: Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, you're going to want it, but don't do it. Yeah, right. That's uh, you know, you hear a lot of uh, stories about, uh, you know, if, oh, just follow your heart. What? No, no, no. Follow your head in this case, buddy. Yeah, keep your keep your wits about you.
1: Right. Well, I think that was in regards to Melanie, though.
0: Right, and if that's the dome speaking through, you know, the face of Angie, the uh, it, you know, it probably has some purpose for Melanie. If we're assuming that the dome brought her back, then mm-hmm. yes, d- yeah, d- just just stay at arm's length here, buddy. Just keep an, keep you know she's got a she's got a job, and don't mess it up.
1: Right, and not just that, but you know, she's not who she appears to be. Yeah, you know, she's not a young adult. She is Sam's ex. <laughs> she is your uncle's ex. So you might want to, you know, think about that before you act.
0: That's a little. That's a little weird, still. But it's isn't true. Yes, it's, but it's true, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, technically, she is her uncle's ex. His uncle's ex. Well, so. she and she
0: in talking to uh, him when Mel and Sam have a have a discussion, he. He uh, kind of lets her know really what happened. He he's not the one that pushed. Lyle pushed her, right? And I d- did. we get a a definitive answer to that? Was was it Lyle that was it accident? i I think no matter yeah. what, how you slice and it, there. And that seems
1: but, to be the consensus, doesn't yeah. it? I mean,
0: I'm trying to remember the uh, the scene from '88 that they uh, showed a while back. I wasn't sure if it was an obvious, uh, you know, who I the think person we was. saw
1: that Sam was still standing. Yes, on the side, he wasn't the one pushing her. Mm-hmm. So, I do think that it was Lyle that did it.
0: And he says, "You never know. You never know how many chances you're going to get." And indeed, you know, Mel's got a few more chances now, and Sam now wow. has another chance to do right by her. Now, I, you know, this is she's his ex, but yeah, they, like it's it's not like they're going to get back together or anything like that.
1: Not as it stands now. No. At least. Unless something happens and things reset to before she was killed.
0: Yeah. Or maybe she ages
1: Normally. to her actual age.
0: Yeah, right. Now, right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Things could happen. And that might be why Junior was warned not to follow his heart. Yeah. Just um, in there. I also think that you never know how many chances you're going to get. also... Goes with a double meaning, as in he might get other chances now, but she's also saying, "I thought I had more chances, and then I didn't." No, oh, okay. So it's the other way around as well. I think you know you can have your chances taken away at any minute. Oh,
0: that, that's true too. You might, yeah, you might, uh, you know, get pushed into a, a accidentally pit. into a pit <laughs> with a meteorite <laughs> right. in it. Yeah,
1: right. So yeah, you you might want to. Take your chances while you can, Sam. Um, I just I took that in in many different ways, especially the way she said it. Mm-hmm.
0: So, now we we switch back to Big Jim and Pauline. Normally, I do like an A story and a B story and a C story and stuff like that. That really wasn't. It's kind of hard to to break that out. So this is this is really all really just the same narrative here going on because we're all dealing with you know the egg and Pauline coming back um well the the whole crowd coming back and then uh, dealing with the egg but uh, it, something that she said at this point to Jim she she says that she came back for junior pause and you
1: and you <laughs> right yeah which means she didn't come back for him she just came back for junior but hey and let me add you onto that so you don't get pissy <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Right? she she knows what happens to people who cross him right right
1: yeah i'm thinking that's that was it as well.
0: But now he's you know, he really does turn around. He's fessing up about his past. He wants to get back together and he wants to be, you know, a family again and and uh you can see that I don't think she said not gonna happen, buddy, but you can see in her face. Yeah, I don't know about that.
1: Right. I think she's leaving it open so that Big Jim
0: It's been nine years.
1: Yeah. But, you know, she's leaving it open so that Big Jim doesn't get this idea of finality. Um, she, you know, she doesn't want him to go ballistic, I guess. <laughs> Does that make sense Well,
0: that and literally, possibly. <laughs> right.
1: right. And, I, uh, you know, I just think she's kind of almost leading him on just so that they can get out. She wants Junior to escape with her. And yeah, yeah. if leading him on a little bit will help that, then, then so be that's it. what she does. Yeah. And I cannot say as I blame her at all.
0: Well, it's at this point that Barbie has, uh, well, he reunites with Julie, And he's pretty much got the idea here that he figures if he gives his dad what he what he wants, then they'll leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, so that when they get out, they're not going to be. You know, rounded up and questioned and tortured and all that stuff. Experimented yeah. on.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, but Mel, who um, just doesn't want to talk about the egg and won't say where it is now, um, she still has that, uh, that feeling about protecting it, maybe even more so than Julia. Although, I don't know if Julia really had much to say about that in this episode. She's, you know, she'd been very protective of it in the past, but... Melanie seems to be at this point the the you know the heir apparent as far as you know caretaker of the egg
1: Well have you noticed that since she dropped the egg into the lake and Melanie rose up they traded oh yeah that's it that, I can see that yeah I mean they kind of uh, you know as soon as they raised the egg out of the water again it was Melanie's responsibility all completely Julia kind of... You know, she's had other priorities now, and I think that she's kind of handed that off to Melanie a bit. It the egg has transferred its affections to Melanie. I yeah, guess.
0: yeah, I can see that. I think it, it's because it seems like the egg kind of makes the person who needs to take care of it want to take care of it. I mean, when right. she, they first saw it in 1988, Melanie's, you know, I did. We need to take care of it. Well, where did that come from? Why? Why did? Where did that idea pop into her head from? Right. seems like the egg is kind of kind of manipulating behind the scenes there.
1: And maybe it just used Julia because it knew Julia would take it to the lake.
0: So it could get Mel back.
1: Right. Hmm. Maybe it was leading the egg to Melanie the whole time.
0: Very interesting. Now, speaking of side discussions, Barbie and Mel do a little to catch up here. Mm-hmm. And in some conversations realize that They're really like, uh, you know, half brother and sister. Mm Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I
1: called it. I called it. (laughs) I called it way a long time ago, didn't I?
0: You're good. You're good. Thank
1: you. As soon as they said they knew Zenith and that they looked familiar, I knew they had some sort of connection. I knew it.
0: And now we know. Which brings us to... And now, the Barbie of the Week. It's Stepbrother Barbie. Plenty of space for activities, but bunk beds are sold separately.
1: This has been the Barbie of
0: the Week. I want to thank Corey Metcalf for that one. I I came up with nothing at the end of this episode. Had no idea for Barbie. This is Corey Metcalf from uh, uh, GSM's TripleCast. And uh, so... Actually, he said stepbrother Barbie. I, I probably should have changed it to half brother Barbie. Well, yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, anyway, but anyway, yeah. I liked it. I used it. I've got a couple. I got uh, another one at the end that uh, somebody else uh, had an idea for that. But anyway, yes. So they're half and brother and sister. Of course,
1: bunk beds. Bunk beds, as in you know, siblings, and then bunk beds, as in the the shelter.
0: No, because there's a bunk bed in there. Yes.
1: Right, and I I don't know if I could do this, but. Step brother Bobby. Because <laughs> he's Australian, right?
0: Oh, Corey is? Yes, yes
1: Corey is.
0: Got to say it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Step brother Bobby. Ah. I don't know how good that is, but.
0: he did a good job. Okay. Throw another shrimp on the Bobby.
1: Bobby. He spelled it that way too. Bobby. That's true. With a Y. <laughs> so Corey, I hope I did the, I hope I at least did a halfway decent job. And if that. we
0: didn't, then you gotta, you know, use the uh, the speak pipe thing. All right?
1: That's right. <laughs> he never does. He's a podcaster, and he never does.
0: No, come on, man. You got the equipment. I know. Uh we go back to we're jumping back and forth around here, all around Chester's Mill, and we go through the Rennie family album. How wonderful! A nice little family reunion, and all of a sudden, the egg starts glowing. I guess down in the yeah, down in the uh, storm cellar. And gets into Pauline's head now. When you're near the egg, it looked like you could hear the screaming or whatever. But she was especially like tuned into it there, mm-hmm. and started doing the painting thing again. Now, it sounds like you know this is this was the cause of her uh, visions in the past, and so the uh, the egg having been buried with. Melanie in 1988 was still kind of active during that time mm-hmm. and just predicting the future for uh, you know or 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 it's uh what its intentions were to Pauline way back in the day
1: and I'm sure with it being buried it didn't hurt like that
0: oh that's true this was kind of out in the open it was in the storm cellar but still
1: right so maybe with it being out in the open it it gave her these horrible headaches, but when it's buried or in the water or whatever, it gives her like nice little muted, you know, not so bad visions. Mm.
0: That she could put on postcards instead of, you know, entire pendices is exactly. Yes.
1: exactly. This was a very tortured painting.
0: The uh they have a little bit of a town meeting at the Sweetbriar and trying to convince folks to leave. Now that that whole that scene had me, and this is one of my nitpicks. I was going to pick it up later, but I think I'll pick it up here. Um, this whole town meeting at the Sweetbriar is multiple personalities at its finest. We have, and I, Andra, is it Andrea, is that her name? Andrea, Andrea yes. Andrea has been against Big Jim, absolutely, and then she has been for Big Jim, absolutely. And now it's like, okay. You've got a chance to leave the dome. This thing that has been screwing up your life for two weeks or so. And now it's like, well, I think I'll figure out what, find out what Big Jim thinks first. First of all, get out? Yes. Number two, who cares what Big Jim thinks? You didn't, you absolutely hated the man, you know, a few days ago. And now, you know, oh, man. So that was just a little, uh, a little odd.
1: Well, okay. The first time we ever saw her, she was calling Julia to report on suspicious um, goings-on at Big Jim's place because of all the propane. Mm-hmm. So she was ratting him out like Mrs. Kravitz on Bewitched. <laughs> okay, so she we already knew that she had issues with Big Jim. And that was her SOP, Standard Operating Procedure, right? Was to be suspicious of Big Jim. And then... What was it? Three weeks ago, Julia came over to her place and, you know, said, hey, Andrea, I notice, you know, there's no basement. Where are you getting all this food? And she said, well, I guess I'll tell you because I really trust you. I have all this food. My husband was a bit of a hoarder and I'll bring it all down to the diner because she trusted Julia so much. And now, it's all against Julia, and man, I'm all in with Big Jim.
0: Well, well, at at one point, too, I think she was part of the crowd that was against him because of what he was planning to do with the yes. uh, the flu.
1: Right. To poison half the town.
0: Makes your head spin.
1: Yeah, I it don't must get be, it.
0: It must be the egg, or the dome, yeah, or something. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Whatever.
0: But, uh, She's a weirdo. Yeah, but Jim does manage to negotiate first right of return, you know. Uh, yeah. a, I want to be the first one out of here and uh, I'll bring the uh, we'll bring the egg or I think it was his were his terms that uh, Julie would come last with the egg, but he'd be at least the first one out.
1: He said he wanted to take the egg. that. First. That's right. Yes. And then they agreed. No, he goes first. And I don't know whether they agreed that he'd take the egg first or not. I don't remember the whole plan, but that he, that he was going to go first and they kept his family behind.
0: That's right, because he would not leave without his family. That's true. Right,
1: right. They knew that was a sticking point for him, so they would keep his the family. Key,
0: hold, hold him over a barrel there. Yeah. Right. Then we have now. This is this is interesting. Um, we had talked about last week that uh, that Jim was t- telling the uh, the science teacher, "Hey, just make an egg detector." Well, this week, hey, they just made an egg detector. I know. With a radar gun,
1: so stupid.
0: So anyway, yes, um, but but it's interesting. Joe does not let Hunter. He he lets Hunter do all the the heavy lifting. But then, thank you very much. Now you leave. You're not one of the four hands. I Get know. out of here.
1: I don't trust him.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you got that. That's that's understandable.
1: Yeah, but, but he um, made the detector.
0: He made the detector. He's shown them the um, uh, the the hounds of Diana website. He's, uh, you know, shows that, hey, you know, we're we're on your side, folks. You know, we're trying to get the truth out and all that stuff. The truth is out there. And then they say, oh, psh, sorry. What you? you know, I guess the... You know, again, maybe this is a case of wanting to protect the egg from somebody who wouldn't know what to do with it or might have nefarious plans for it. But, hey, he's... He, and, you know, and somebody like that would like to have an egg detector so they could... Retrieve it.
1: But the dumbest thing is, he knows how to detect the egg.
0: Might as well show it to him.
1: But he knows how. Yeah. Already. (laughs) (laughs) What is the point of of making him, he could just make another one, right?
0: How many different uh, radar detectors are there in uh, Chester's I don't
1: know, but, you know, he's already shown that he can cobble together. He's like the MacGyver of that high school now. (laughs) He's, you know, he's just like Joe. He can do all kinds. Of, I, I would think that he's almost a little better than Joe.
0: I would, I would tend to think so. Yes. Right. I don't think Joe felt he could make a egg detector.
1: No, I don't think so either. And I think, I think a lot of that is that he feels threatened by Hunter. I don't think it really has a lot to do with that. He doesn't trust him. Hmm. Um, I think... Uh, that was his it, idea. He's
0: not one of the four hands. Don't let him do
1: it. Right. Yeah. I, I just think he feels kind of threatened by him. I think that Nori... He's he's protective of Nori now. Hmm. So we'll we'll see.
0: And they did all this at the police station, because that's where the radar detector was, and Phil, downtown, downstairs, hears all about the egg. Ugh. And has, is, Again. is grabbing all that information
1: a side discussion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not so side though.
1: No, but you know, it it was on the side and he heard it. So,
0: so yeah. yeah, so that's that's the beginning of the end for Phil. Yep. Uh the uh all of a sudden the egg starts squawking basically. Yes. And it kicks in good old Pauline's uh artistic skills.
1: Well, yeah, it it makes her go insane, and she really. starts
0: painting. You know something that really doesn't look too good for the Rennies, basically.
1: No, it it was an interesting painting. It was um, the ground opening, and it looked like there were little doors opening on the dome.
0: I didn't I didn't quite get a good look at that. I was trying to get a good, but it was you know they were filming it in shaky cam, so you know. Yeah. So it was kind of hard to kind of. Hard I don't to know. Take. It
1: looked very interesting. So, and I guess it was she and Big Jim and and Junior in the picture. But yeah. I'm not sure.
0: But she, uh, or he, he locks her in. Yep. Not wanting to, you know, and and she has a, you know, she has a point. You think I'm nuts again, and I, but I understand her point, but I don't think he thinks she's nuts anymore. I think he no, understands I don't what's think going so on. Either. Yeah. Yeah. And he can he can hear the egg and goes to try to pick it up and uh, you know, finds it in the storm cellar there. And as we've seen before, anybody who touches the egg, they didn't supposed to touch the egg.
1: Yep. Yes, Wham. He did he. Yep.
0: Should have asked Linda. Oh, sorry. She's gone.
1: Yep. Should have asked Dodie. Oh. Nope. Oh. She's gone too.
0: <laughs> but uh, But ultimately, Big Jim does want to get the egg and has decided he'll kill to get it. Which mm-hmm. is interesting, because, you know. He'll kill Joe right there, and he admits to the fact that he has, you know, done some some killings. And now I'm thinking, why would you come out with that? Um, yeah. if, if maybe to threaten for, you know, to to get Joe to uh, to do what he wants. But uh,
1: yeah, but now it's out.
0: But now it's out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What does he think is going to happen now?
0: Well, I think he's thinking we're
1: going to get out, so it doesn't matter. I guess. But Joe's going to tell on him anyway. <laughs> right? I mean.
0: Who's going to believe Joe?
1: I see. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone.
0: Mm, possibly, yes. Mm, yeah. could Barbie happen.
1: is. Julia is. Well,
0: that's true. People who, yeah, a lot of people who matter. That's true. Yeah. And Junior finally catches up with Sam. Mm-hmm. And things don't really go that well.
1: Yeah. I can't say that I blame Junior no Uh, again this is a this is like him and the the boys that beat up on angie the first time and and killed the what's her name the owner of the diner
0: oh yeah
1: rose yes rose um this was this was justice in a way um i know sam had a twisted sort of logic In doing what he did. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't right at all. And I think Junior was justified in being incredibly angry with Sam. And I think I would have been angry to that same degree. I think I would have wanted to kill someone that had done something like that. I don't know that I would have gone to those lengths. But I think I would have had that same anger. Yeah. And so I understand where Junior was coming from.
0: But Angie I, was there again to kind of put a damper yeah. on that, temper it, yeah. yeah.
1: And I think I I really admire his restraint with the axe at the end. I, I think that bringing that down on the side of his head gets <laughs> the point a great across. Deal of restraint, yeah. To be that close and uh, and to not do any. I mean that that was a brutal death. And it probably hurt a lot to kill Angie like that. And he loved Angie. Well, so. it's interesting
0: that that the apparition. Now, again, this is a question: Who are these visions coming from? An apparition, Angie. She says, "You never loved me. You locked me up." For crying out loud! So, so you know, are these? The Dome people, or who you know, whoever's in charge of that, are they making that judgment against uh, Junior? Is there some of Angie in that apparition? Is there, um, you know? So, so where, where where does that line come from? And then at the end, after he doesn't kill Sam, he he says, you know, kind of to himself now, because she's because Angie's gone, you know, he I did love you.
1: Yeah, and. But, Honestly, yeah. if you were to ask me if they were real people, I would say he did love her. I do think he did love her. I just think he was. At the beginning, when they were stuck under that dome, he panicked and and there he was twisted. I mean, there were some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, But I do think there was real love there. I just I think he definitely had some psychotic tendencies he, and that he, was from he, his
0: dad. He loved her. If you can say that in his own way, right. The, in the way that he would express,
1: I guess. Yeah. 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 Big Jim twisted him to the point where he couldn't express it in a, in a healthy way.
0: Mm, okay. I can, I could I can see that. I can, I can buy that. It is, I, I I had it when I heard the line I was kind of agreeing with Angie and I think he I I had the impression that Junior was um kind of in denial. Yeah, I mean I didn't I never loved you. Yes, I did love you. We're denying what she had said. So mm. Yeah. I think
1: he did in in his own way. In the way he could love someone. And that's a different way than anyone else could because his father twisted him. Hmm. So I mean, his father doesn't love his mother, I don't think. I think his father obsesses over his mother the same way that he obsessed over Julia. I mean, that's getting into a whole nother thing. That's like a psychological thing. But, (laughs) you know, I'm talking about the Stephen King book now instead of the
0: the TV show. I'm going to bring in Dr. Phil here in a second. Exactly. Oh, speaking of Phil. Well, no, we're not speaking (laughs) of Phil just yet. No, not yet. But we do wind up at the cliff. Yeah. With the egg. And um it's interesting. Joe tries to appeal to Big Jim's love of Chester's Mill. Don't do this, you know, it's gonna hurt the town and whatnot. You love the town. Yes, you do. Oh my goodness. And that was a good that was a good tactic to take. Yep. Uh but I don't think that it I think that his love of himself. Was overcoming his love of the town and of oh, yes. being the, you know, the, the Moses leading the Chester's Mill folks out of the promised land or into the promised yes. land.
1: Well, his love for the town is ultimately his love for himself.
0: It's it's a means to that end. Yes,
1: correct. So, Joe doesn't get that.
0: Yeah, he thinks that uh, that Big Jim has, uh, you know.
1: A real love of him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> and he just doesn't. Yeah.
0: But the egg gets knocked out of Mel's, or I'm sorry, Joe's hand, and down it goes into the, into the pit,
1: mm. and mm-hmm. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know and it, like all eggs do when they're dropped over cliffs, triggers an earthquake. So
1: I let guess... me ask you a question real quick. Yes. Do you think that that was predestined? Um. Pauline drew that 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 was going to happen. Do you think no matter what happened after she drew that it was going to happen?
0: Uh well, let me see. The she had drawn pictures of the future before.
1: And it always came and true. And it always
0: came true. So is is it predestined that it, that all of this would happen? Right. Not so, just a prediction of what the dome people are going to do, but you know, the earthquake. It's, the earthquake means that the egg got knocked over and so, you know, knocked down the cliff. So.
1: And see, Big Jim thought that if he went to get the egg, he would stop whatever in the painting was going to happen. But him going to get the egg was what was supposed to happen in order for the earthquake to happen.
0: Yeah. Ah, that's so, a good question. Do, do, and we've seen a little bit of time travel in this with Melody. Sort of. Yeah. 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 It, yes. In the E
1: equals MC squared kind of time travel. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I I'm wondering if these visions that Pauline has are um, basically from the point of view of the doom people, uh, the past. This is what happened. Mm. We'll show you what you what you did, and then uh, then it happens. But we're you know they they give her just enough, not too much, uh, information uh, far enough ahead, but just so you know, this is going to happen now. That's See, that's that's, my, that's a guess.
1: That's mean. It's just mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, and it twists things too because bad things happen. You know, she painted the dome and it made her fake her own death and leave her child oh, and it, that's true. it screwed yeah, up yeah. her child and and then you know it made her brother kill her <laughs> kill her son's girlfriend <laughs> and uh, oh it was just awful all her paintings have done horrible and, things yeah that's i mean
0: there is the the season so far has been mostly about uh, the, the things like Acteon Energy, what's happening outside the dome? Uh, there's an energy company involved. They know something about the dome, that sort of thing. The 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 tangible, you know, side of this. We haven't hit so much on the intangible side. Who is ultimately responsible for the dome? Because I don't think anybody we've met so far really is. I no. think they know about it. They 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 knew something about it. They are. They have some modicum of control. Maybe they're just trying to. They knew it was coming, so they're trying to figure things out, like figure out how this egg generates all this power and all that stuff. But I don't think we have really discussed or, or you know, dealt with a lot where the, the dome came from, the, the the forces behind it, people, you know, that sort of thing, uh, aliens, time travelers. I don't know. But that hasn't really been. And I'm hoping that. By the end of the by the end of the season, we're going to hit on some of that. You know, where do these kind of get a hint? Yeah, where do these apparitions come from? Really, you know? Yeah, Axion
1: doesn't have anything to do with the egg. No,
0: no, and or the apparitions. And so there's no. That's been a a really big unanswered question all this time. Maybe that's ultimately the answer, and we wouldn't see that until the end of you know whatever this uh, finally winds up. Yeah, but um, but I'd like a little more. Revelations on that side of things.
1: Yeah. Speaking of revelations, <laughs> it could be something like that too. Couldn't An it? An <laughs>
0: earthquake. Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. I just. Well, that's the, the part I want to know about. Yes. I think Acteon is controlling the things that it can control. Like, okay, the things that it can control theoretically, not in real life like it could. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think it might be controlling the weather. Um, the, the cold thing that's no. going on now. No. Um, I don't think it could in real life. I just think that's, we might find out it's doing that. Um, the, you know, the web access. And again, it can't do that in real life, but I think, you know, they've already said they're doing that. Um, it's controlling that sort of thing, but I don't think it has anything to do with the dome. Um, and it wants to, you know, dissect the egg and all that stuff. So, like you said, I don't think they have anything to do with what's actually going on. But I think they they want the power source because they think maybe they can use it. It's an energy company. Mm-hmm. And they want this source of energy so that, you know, they have free energy and then they can charge for it. So... I think that's their deal and they don't really care about the people under the dome.
0: Well, ultimately we have our friend Phil with this uh the earthquake, the earth shakes and the uh the chains fall off, the doors open, it sounds something like out of uh, out of the New Testament, you know, Paul and Silas yep. in the uh in the in the dungeon and all of a sudden Phil can get out and having heard uh in a side uh conversation <laughs> Yep. What? Uh, how to get out of the dome, he runs headlong. And yeah. that, that doesn't really turn out well.
1: No. He feels the earth move under his feet.
0: And the sky does tumble down a bit. Yeah. But then so does he. Yeah. Oh, Phil, Phil, Phil. Now you know what this means? We no longer have the original police force and we no longer have Anybody from the radio station anymore?
1: Nope. we sure don't. No broadcasters, no police force, and no. Really, door. it's Junior. It's the only one with an outfit. Man alive!
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's he's the only uniformed cop now. Yes, that's right. And uh, and no exit now.
1: No exit no. that we know of.
0: Yeah, at this point, yeah. Well, that that's that's pretty much the the A story. Now there is a bit of a B story. Let me turn the page to that one there, and um, it's getting colder. Okay, that's it.
1: Yeah. Cricket right. sound effect. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's getting well. The crickets are, are, are they're not going to be chirping. It's so cold.
1: I know that's true.
0: There you go. Okay, we do have some obituaries this week. Well, we have one. we would like to say goodbye to Philip Bushy, former DJ, then a megalomaniac deputy, <laughs> and he died while rediscovering the portal to Zenith. Mm-hmm. That is no longer. Phil... And
1: somewhat shifty gambler as well.
0: Ah, true.
1: We must remember that.
0: We'll miss you, Phil. Mm-hmm. And as a an added section here, I got this idea from one of the feedback items we're going to have a bit later. This is the missing persons section. We had the obituaries. Now we have some people who we don't know where they are. And, of course, Lyle is on that list because he still didn't show up this week. And I guess maybe he's still got a singing gig going on.
1: Yep. Or he's holding his breath a really long time. A, re-
0: <laughs> a really long time.
1: Mm-hmm. All righty. Now, we were going to have nitpicks here, but you have already covered that. I've already
0: picked the nits. Yes, indeed. And
1: we had foreshadowing, but you've already talked about that as well because you wanted to find more about the, the people, p- aliens, time travels responsible for the dome.
0: Whoever they are, whatever they are, what forces are behind it. So that brings us up to our letters to the editor. And as I wanted to mention uh, earlier, we had another Barbie of the Week suggestion from the Under the Dome radio podcast guys at UnderTheDomeRadio.com. And their uh, their Twitter handle is UTD Radio Podcast. <laughs> now, there's two guys, Wayne and Troy. Sir and I, Wayne. Sir Wayne. And Sir Troy. And Sir Troy. Excuse me. It's okay. But I don't know which one of them suggested this, so I'm giving credit to, I guess, both of them. Yep. Their idea was relay race, anchor, Barbie, complete with multiple dis- disasters to run between, flashlight baton not included.
1: <laughs> That's a good one.
0: He was uh, he was pretty busy.
1: Yeah, you know, Chester's Mill is supposedly a really big town, but he and Julia do make it everywhere, don't they?
0: They run into each other all the time.
1: Yeah, they were first. They were over here. And then they were over there. <laughs> they were at the tree. And then they were at the diner. And then they were at the hole in the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're busy. Good good call, sirs. Thank you. Uh, we have a new writer. Kendra. And Kendra. From Gold, she wrote to she went to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback.
1: Yep, and she left us a note. And here it is. Hello, Doug and Karen. Hello. I just found your (laughs) newspaper and thoroughly enjoyed reading it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut
0: you We use the finest paper.
1: It's true, we do. It doesn't come off on your hands at all. Usually you read a paper and you get that black gunk all over your hands. Mm, I wanted to do a quick introduction into who I am as I have a very unique connection to Under the Dome. I live in the real Chester's Mill. And when I say real, I do not mean North Carolina where it is taped. I live in the town which inspired Stephen King. My town is where The Mist and Under the Dome take place. Now, I
0: got to say, that's a that poor town is a glutton for
1: punishment. It is. It is. It's also where a lot of other his, of his books take place, Bag of Bones and some of the other stuff. Many of the people, places, and items are references back to Bridgeton, Maine. And unless you are familiar with Bridgeton and the surrounding area, then you would not get the references. It's a lot of fun to watch and then discuss with others in town. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, if you're ever looking for the real inside scoop about Chester's Mill, I am your girl. So, so, smile. so
0: your position would be the Chester's Mill inside scooper? The, well, uh, wait a minute.
1: Insider. Insider. She's our insider. So, Kendra. Uh, before I finish reading, there's another paragraph left, but before I finish reading your feedback, I give you this challenge. In the next three episodes...
0: Dump ice over... No, I'm sorry. Stop it. No, I thought, wrong <laughs> challenge. I'm sorry.
1: It's not that challenge, which I think is silly to begin with. By the way, on the ice challenge, just donate. There you You go. don't need to pour ice over your head. Just donate. Okay? Um, I give you this challenge... If you see a reference that you would like to give a shout out to, please just let us know and we will read it and give you super duper extra special credit as our insider. So, Kendra, let's do that. Um, and here, here is her last paragraph. Once again, I really enjoy reading your paperwork. I have read three editions at this point and am looking forward to reading more. It will be sad to read Phil's obituary, though. Mm, it's true. I guess Lyle is still under a missing persons report, and she's the one who gave us the missing persons.
0: Yes, indeed. As
1: well, yep. So thank you, Kendra. Thanks and so much. Again, she's our new insider, so I'm expecting big things from her.
0: And we've only got three episodes left, so get those reports in.
1: That's right. Speaking of which, Justine.
0: Oh, yeah. We didn't get anything
1: from her this week. No, nope. I'm uh, wor- I'm super worried now. Well,
0: with the uh, with the earthquake and all, yikes!
1: I know. Just seen call us,
0: please. Well, we did hear from Barb. She yes, she went to the feedback page and she says, "Hi, Karen and Doug." Hi. Extra, extra, extra. This is Barb, your political cartoon lampoonist with breaking news. We don't usually get breaking news on a, on the political cartoon page, but I, I like this.
1: Hey, Uh, She says... She can do that. Yes,
0: anywhere you want. All dome exits have been closed off. We are officially trapped. For real this time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria.
1: And And I put my editor's note in there. Nice Ghostbusters reference (laughs) this (laughs) bar.
0: She says, sorry, got carried away. But when you have a dead, creepy lake chick, a.k.a. Melanie, putting the moves on a young man half her age, at at least the age she would have been, and then almost embracing her older, not-dead former boyfriend, that's enough to make you run for the nearest cliff and jump. Oh, 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 wait. Phil did that. A moment of silence. Mm -hmm. And to break the silence, wow, What with that horrible shrieking. I thought Mm -hmm. we had been transported into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. (laughs) Oh man, it seems like it sometimes. Yeah. If they had only put that egg under water in the lake, perhaps it would have sung them a clue as to what they should be, what should have been done. All we need, all we needed, was Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> is that is that a is that a Doctor Seuss character?
1: <laughs> I don't know. It sounds awfully familiar to me.
0: <laughs> but instead of her, Doctor Science will have to do with her predictions of an early winter. That's better than punctilious Phil. And we're back to Phil again. We're just running around in circles here. Mass hysteria. Sorry. Lots of cats sleeping together. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sorry. Short report. This is Barb signing out and looking for winter coats and internet access. I I, I do have to say, Barb. Honey that...
1: Myrtle was in Harry Potter. Oh oh.
0: See, I'm, I'm not really up on the Wizarding World.
1: No, me either. But I looked it up.
0: Oh, there you go. I, I I do have to say that Punxsutawney Phil, yeah, he's got the the better press and stuff like that. He's the northern one in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. But down here in Atlanta, we have General Lee, and oh. he doesn't always agree with Phil. So. Punxsutawney Phil, yeah.
1: Well, because the weather's different in Atlanta.
0: Yeah. So we got you don't our, get our, but we, more we never get. Yeah, you, you never hear General Lee on the uh, on the, uh, the national news because you don't
1: you. get winter. I tell you. <laughs> and us right here in the middle, we, you know, ours is halfway and halfway. Um, so, Barb, let me get this straight. You like Bill Murray? <laughs> Ghostbusters? Punks of Dioffield, Groundhog, Phil, Groundhog Day. Day, yeah. I do, too. Um, okay, and then, again, we're going to talk about Corey from uh You got to do
0: it in the accent. No, don't no, do okay. it in the accent. <laughs>
1: Hi, guys. Um, Corey here from Local Film and Entertainment. And this, I had to tweet him about this because I really enjoyed his. And it's it's kind of sly. I hope everyone gets it. Chester's Mill Theater 3 wishes to apologize for last night's screening of The Shawshank Redemption. Due to a technical error, the final reel was lost. And it was inappropriate for the projectionist to replace it with the ending to Die Hard. Sorry for the confusion. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome, Corey. I loved it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Die harder. That's right. Okay. Ouch. You know, we had so much fun with this, and we need your feedback, too, because we like having fun with it as well. Uh, get it to us by Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, and multiple ways, multiple ways, mass hysteria. I mean, yeah. Uh, Dogs and cats. You no. Know, to get a hold of us here it's 304 837 2278 that's 304 837 2278 and to remember it easier think of the words 30 hue scar 8 hue scar 8 they're usually red i guess 30 hue scar 8 and that's in memory of Phil Bushy
1: yeah he might have a scar
0: it'll leave some sort of mark yeah yeah Uh, Or go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback, as many of our uh, readers did this week. You can type in your information. You can leave an audio file. You can upload an audio file, record it yourself and upload it, or use the SpeakPipe thing, you know, a little button there, and you can just record it right from your computer. That's what Justina does, which I'm I'm concerned about her.
1: I know, me too. I hope she didn't get caught in that earthquake. Oh,
0: man. Uh, Twitter, Twitter. We are on Twitter at C Mill Gazette GSM. One Z, two T's. C Mill Gazette GSM. I am at Doug Payton P A Y T O N. She is at alaveria A L E V E R I A. And we use the hashtag U T D Gazette under the Dome Gazette. And what you can also do is become a fan of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook, and you'll get all sorts of stuff on air. It's kind of like the all-inclusive feed, mm-hmm. except you don't have to download everything. You can just read about it, but That's you can right. comment on the posts that I stash in there as well, and you can, uh, you know, make a, make your letter to the editor known that way.
1: That's right. And if you become a fan of Golden Spiral Media, then you can see Doug's Person of Interest Facebook entries when Person of Interest comes back, and also there's going to be a very big announcement in the next couple of days about something I will be doing, which he already gave away on last week's episode of the <laughs> Cheshire's Milk Gazette. So you'll have to
0: go back and listen to that.
1: <laughs> That's right. But hey, it's the real announcement. That's right. Coming it's coming
0: soon. soon. All righty. Let's look into the forecast. It's getting a little colder, but let's find out what's coming up next. All righty.
1: So, if you don't want to hear spoilers, I hope you left already.
0: Oh yeah, this is that's the door closing on the way out. If you're because uh,
1: he didn't he didn't give the warning. I didn't so tell
0: you to leave yet, but this would be a good time if you don't get want the heck spoilers. Out. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. Thank you for being here.
1: Yep, get out. Okay. Okay, they're gone. I'm so rude. <laughs> <laughs> so, hi, Doug. You want to hear what's happening next week? I can hardly wait. So, next week's episode is called Black Ice, and The summary is Sam and Rebecca spring into action when plummeting temperatures threaten everyone trapped in Chester's Mill on Under the Dome, Monday, September 8th. And then it says, meanwhile, Barbie risks his own life in order to save Julia after a terrible accident.
0: Things are not going well for people here.
1: No, it doesn't look good. It's going to be cold and there's going to be an accident and black ice. So, you know, is that what's happening with Julia? Is she going to be skidding out of control is hmm. on the black ice. Oh, maybe. I don't know. And we have Tom Tilden back. And yes, he was the farmer. Yes. You were right about that. Um, he was in the diner this, this week. Um, Hunter again is back. And now we have Malik Malik, Mike, Mike Whaley. Um, and if I remember correctly, Mike Whaley is, um, he was in Pulp Fiction. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. But he was um, Brett in Pulp Fiction. And if you've seen Pulp Fiction, I know you haven't, but if the listeners, readers have seen Pulp Fiction, they'll know who he is. But he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, so you might recognize him. You might even recognize him. I might. Um, he's he's a... If he's the same guy I'm thinking of. Um, written by Adam Stein and Peter Calloway. And it's directed by executive producer Jack Bender.
0: All right.
1: And uh, and here's another little spoiler for you. I, I kept my mouth shut during the other part, during the missing persons part. But uh, coming back next week, Dwight Yoakam is Lyle Chumley.
0: Oh. So this is
1: why I made my holding his breath comment.
0: Oh, I can't. <laughs>
1: I'll let you in on that secret right now.
0: There you are, folks.
1: So uh, he's coming up for air next next week.
0: Going to sing us a new song.
1: Yep. So we have Malik, a new character apparently, unless we've seen him before, and just and, didn't uh, have a name for him. Yeah, and Dwight Yoakam is back again as Lyle Chumley.
0: All righty. All right. Well, bundle up, folks. Next it's going to
1: be cold out Ew. there. Do you but get it? for now, do you get it? I know. It's a line from Groundhog Day. Oh,
0: oh. <laughs> I've seen that enough. I should remember that.
1: He says it about ten times.
0: Oh yes. Well, of course, it's Groundhog Day.
1: Every time they wake up with the DJs, the DJs say that.
0: Oh, okay. After playing a uh, Sonny and Cher song.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> so.
0: All right, folks. We made it. Yep. And we didn't have to bring in Dr. Phil. Nope. Nope. Thanks once again for reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. See you next week. I'm Doug looking before I leap.
1: And I'm Karen waiting to jump through time so I can meet my secret sibling. Chester's Mill Gazette is presented by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com.